How can hanging a photo show improve your photography? Listen to my interview with Bridget Murray Law in episode 65 of the Shutterbug Life podcast to learn how. Welcome to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. If photography is not just something you do, but who you are, this is a place for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything you need to be, do, or have to reach your true potential. Let's celebrate the creative photographer's lifestyle with your host, my dad, Linford Morton. Welcome to the Shuttlebug Life Podcast. This is your weekly photography lifestyle podcast, and this is where we learn how to be better photographers. I'm your host, Linford Morton, and of course, you can call me Lynn, and this is episode 65. Now, we continue our discussion on hanging a photography show in your own neighborhood. In episode 64, I spoke with Steve Rosenbach, and he, he shared, shared what he would learned hanging about six shows that I could count um, just around the community where he lived in Maryland and Virginia. This week, I'm continuing that discussion with Bridget Murray Law now about her current show in Washington, D.C. I wanted to explore some of her lessons learned, but the big one that jumped out at me was how she, she improved during this whole process. Now, if you're thinking about hanging your own photography show, there's some lessons learned here that you might not expect. So listen to this interview with Bridget Murray Law. All right, got Bridget Murray Law on the line and just saw her show about a month or so ago. Bridget, are you there? I'm here. Awesome. Thank you so much. I remember your show in a coffee shop mm-hmm. down on H Street. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't even remember the name. Sedano. Sedano. That's it. But it, it just mm-hmm. sort of in, in got me thinking, you know, people like you who are successful, you know, creating these show opportunities for your art, for your photography, mm-hmm. how do you go about doing it? And I, I, I just thought maybe we could look at this one show as a case study, if you will, sure, on sure. you know how you go about doing it. So thanks. So, yeah. so, so before, well, before we even get there, before we even get there, let's just yeah. back up and just tell me a little bit about, about Bridget on her art. Who, you know, who are you? What kind of okay. photography do you do? Um, well, I like to do street photography mainly. Um, I'm really into catching people in the moment, candid kind of shots for the most part. Um, and uh, I really like to get a flavor of kind of kind of a local flavor if I can, you know, mm-hmm. of people and their environment and their daily life and kind of a slice of life yeah. types of pictures. Um, and I like the black and white because I feel like it kind of showcases that human aspect, that human element. It strips out sort of the distractions mm-hmm. and gets you down to the people and what they're experiencing. So I guess I kind of like a little bit of an anthropological kind of uh, photography, but um, also, you know, 
definitely ha- have that aesthetic eye as well. I like to get some beauty in the shot too if I can, you know. So yeah, um, absolutely. And getting you know showcasing those things that you don't necessarily that are happening all around you all the time that maybe you don't necessarily notice or you're too too much of a rush to notice. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's and, really and, it's what I do. Yeah, and and which is. Sort of in, in in line with the, the the show, it sort of had that look yeah. and feel, but a little more thematic. You want to tell me about the the focus of your show? Sure. Well, so um, you know, as I kind of mentioned, I really like to get down into the DC neighborhoods um, as much as I can. I, I love the monuments, but um, and but that's kind of what people think about automatically when they think about DC. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to kind of. I'm really more interested in what's happening in real D.C. in the neighborhoods. And a lot of what's happening in D.C. right now is a lot of transformation, um, for better or for worse, mm-hmm. um, of some of these neighborhoods and some really historical neighborhoods, too, as you know, like U Street and H Street, for example. And so those ones are particularly fascinating to me, and also because of the just the blend of people and life that's going on in those neighborhoods. It's just they're vibrant. You know, there's so much happening. There's so much interaction of people from all walks of life. It's just a, they're both fascinating places to shoot. Um, and H Street, in particular, is close to my heart because I lived there. I lived right off H uh, on Sixth Street for, you know, probably about eight years. Mm. And uh, and I saw it, you know, when it was beginning its its kind of transformation into what it's coming now. And so I was there when people were talking about it, you know, it's poised for change. Is it going to happen? You know, um, and now it really is happening. And so I've, I was, I've gone down there a lot shooting as it's sort of been changing. Um, and so that's really why it became kind of a focus of maybe I can collect some of these photos together and have a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really something that came about actually talking to uh, my fiance. Gary Neighbors, because he was saying, you know, we were talking about how, you know, you post these stuff, these, these photos haphazardly on Instagram all the time, and they're mm-hmm. just these tiny little, um, you know, squares on your phone, you know, and you kind of scroll through, and, you know, you lose a lot when you are looking at a, an image on a phone. Right. And it's, it's almost like we've become so used to seeing pictures that way that we've kind of, I think, forgotten about some of the magic of actually seeing a photo you know, framed, printed on a wall. Mm-hmm. There's a different experience, you know. Mm-hmm. But he was saying, you really ought to collect some of these. And he was talking to me about it for kind of a while, you know. Uh-huh. And, and go, like, to a local business and just say, hey, you want to put up some of these photos? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And then, <laughs> the, you know, I, I kind of, you know, that conversation happened for about a year. And then it just kind of gelled with the H Street thing because I have a connection, I think, with that neighborhood. Right, and that's really that's really why it became like you know this because I think I had that that push from the heart you know kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. of of wanting to kind of say something about H Street about and, H Street. and showcase some of it yeah yeah I lived near H Street a while ago too so I, I know exactly what you mean so so yeah side note on this but is Gary a photographer or an artist uh, he is a photographer okay um, you know interesting he 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 doesn't shoot you know, uh, black and white, like I do. I mean, he's, he's more of a color shooter. Um, and, uh, he is very historically oriented. 
Mm-hmm. Like he really, he, he loves history. Mm-hmm. And so he's really motivated by kind of shooting historical sites and that kind of thing. So, no, I was just thinking that sometimes it's because you said that he was really the one sort of seeing it and pushing you there. And lots mm-hmm. of times, so much, so often this, the, 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 the I don't, I don't want to, what's the word I'm looking for? It comes from outside of us because we go, mm-hmm. ah, you know, I don't know. But it's interesting mm-hmm. that, that he would be the one to sort of, Get the get things moving. Actually, I, I that's right. I don't know that I ever would have done anything if he hadn't pushed me like that. You know, yeah. and, and he kind of loves a project, so uh-huh. he, he <laughs> you know he he really enjoyed that piece of it. That's a piece I don't enjoy. I I like, you know, doing the photos and kind of, you know, capturing the scene and doing mm-hmm. the processing. I really enjoy the create those sort of the creative part. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't like the project part. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he was interested in doing that piece of it was extremely helpful in yeah. making this happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's interesting. Now, so you had been sort of on, sort of unofficially shooting the project of, of H street for some time as sort of you, as you watch the whole, you know, transformation of the neighborhood. Right. Had you thought about it at any point and, and, and as you're shooting as I might be able to do something with this or were you content to just you know shoot it as it as as it would pass by you. Well, you know, I think in the back of my mind, I thought, you know, um, yeah, I might I might want to do something with this. Um, but I also think that you know, and you you probably know this as a photographer yourself, but you know, you're always kind of going after the perfect shot. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, I don't think of my shots as a collection. You know, mm. I think of them more as like always going after the next perfect shot. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it wasn't, it's almost like, it's like, nah, that's not it yet. You know, yes. <laughs> I think it was, I think I was almost thinking of it more as like a shot by shot kind of thing. Yeah. And, and just still going after the perfect shot. And he was kind of saying, why don't you look at what you've already done and you know, what that body <laughs> work is, you know, yeah. and maybe collecting that together. And I think, and it's interesting. I think a lot of, I, I mean, I guess, every photographer is different. Maybe some people think of it as more of like a set, you know, mm-hmm. from the, from a place. Um, but I think a lot of us are, are motivated by just trying to, uh, you know, challenge ourselves and up ourselves all the time. So we're never quite sure if we're ready, right. you know, for that, for that collection of images to be shown. So that's, yeah. And sometimes it takes an outside voice to, to tell you that you are ready because you, we don't, we don't just don't see it. That's, that's, yeah, that's or maybe just see how maybe put it out there and see how people respond. You know, right. I mean, that's you know, there's a there's a little bit of what uh, fear, for lack of a best, you know, better word, of, about putting your stuff out in case you you get some negative feedback. But you know what, negative feedback is really valuable too. <laughs> and y- you, and you, I guess we shouldn't y- look at it as negative. We should look at it as constructive. You know. Yeah. But you've passed the point where it's risky to put your stuff out there. I mean, you've got a pretty decent following on, let's say, on Instagram and around, right? You're sure, sure. But that's Instagram. You know, that's a different thing <laughs> okay. than putting it on a wall. You know got what I mean? It. It's much more like somehow putting it on a wall is like you're really kind of making a statement to the world. Like, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, here I am. Look at my stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I do think that that sometimes that's like a, a step that whether or not we want to admit it to ourselves, we're not sure we're ready to take, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, and I got, 
I got really some interesting feedback from doing it, though. Like, looking back, I'm so glad I did. Some people told me some things that, like, now I'm taking into my future work, you know, that I never would have um, done before. Because Anything you really you you get, like, share? a... What's that? Anything you care to share? Well, like, one of the things was, was um, that I, I tend to do, like, a lot of environmental shooting, you know, so, like, a lot of kind of... Th- focus on the environment and then the person is small in the environment, you know, mm. so I'm interested in the shadows or the, the, mm-hmm. the, the buildings, the, the shapes of the buildings and how people are fitting into that, which I really do like. And I, I got some feedback about, well, you know, you really need to get up in people's faces more, you know? And I think that was really good feedback because mm-hmm. I just, I hadn't thought about that before, you know, I mean, you know, I always, when you're out shooting, you, you have that, you want to get up in people's faces, but you're also not wanting to offend them. So there's always that line, you know, but Mm. one of my shots, um, was more up close. And, and also because like, for me, I don't want to lose the candid part of it. And when you start, you know, taking portraits, you lose that, you know? And so, yeah, but there's a way that you can be artful about getting a candid shot without, um, without, uh, you know, you really can get up close and get candid with that person knowing that you're taking the photo still, but it takes some artistry. Right, right. <laughs> and there was one shot in the show that was like that, and I think it ended up being my favorite shot, you know? Mm. So that that all was a real learning experience for me, you know, just kind of putting that all together. That's interesting because when I see your stuff, I just think of that approach as your style, you know, everyone's style is yeah. going to be to go get in, get in someone's face. You know, you, you, mm-hmm. you work the shadows so well. And, you <laughs> and know? I love doing that kind of shot. Yeah. I love doing that. And I do, but I think sometimes you want to, you know, if you're going to grow, you want to push yourself right, in a evolve. different direction. I get it. I get it. Uh-huh. it doesn't mean that you, you give, you know, that you give up on the other thing or you don't, don't do it anymore. Trust me. I'm always going to be obsessed with shadows. <laughs> Um, it just, it's it's in my DNA, but, um, just, that was just really good feedback. Like, you know, that it worked when I, when I got, when I got closer in, you know, and I got, you know, so I, I think that that's part of the value of, you know, you might hesitate to put your stuff up like, Oh my God, what do people, what do people say this, that, and the other, but actually that's some of the best feedback I've gotten. That's I think going to help me grow, you know? Yeah. So it wasn't just, it wasn't just like the hanging of the show. It was the, it was the conversations I had with people about about the stuff, the work, because you get a different cross section of people coming in looking at your work when you put it on on a wall yeah. than you do on Instagram. You know, right, right. It's always it's all the people who always like your stuff when you put it on Instagram. <laughs> you know, you're not learning anything new. So. Yeah, got it, got it. Okay, so so that's the work, and and then mm-hmm. how did it? How did you come to have it hanging in in the coffee shop? Well, what's the story so, behind that? Yeah, so um, so Kenfa is the the owner of Sadamo, and um, he and I go back to when I lived there. So, uh, you know, I used to bring my kids in all the time. I knew his wife, and you know, so you know, we know each other. And so I just approached him. You know, I, mm-hmm. I was down there having lunch. Here and I were down there, and I just said, you know. Hey, uh, I'm int- I've got some photographs, black and whites of H Street. You know, I'd love to show them here if you're interested. And I thought he'd be like, eh, no, I've already got stuff on the walls. You know, because I didn't know. I didn't know what his situation was. What know? What did he have on the wall at the time? 
Um, he had... He had um, photography? No, it was actually paintings. Um, oh, okay. I've never really seen photography on his walls before. Okay. Um, they were, you know, really colorful, um, you know, beautiful, colorful paintings. Um, but they'd been there for a while, and I think maybe he was ready for something mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And at least that appeared to be the case, because he said... Um, yeah, that sounds great. When can you put him up? Can you yeah. put him up tomorrow? Oh my you know? god, tomorrow! <laughs> I mean, he you know he hadn't even seen them, right? Oh wow! And so I know, right? It was pretty funny. So I said, "Well, uh, no, because none of them are framed or even selected." <laughs> so, uh, you know, so we then said, "Well, I guess we got some work to do." Mm-hmm. So we went through the whole process of selecting, culling, getting other people to kind of weigh in. Um, then we went through the process of printing and that was a whole thing and then framing and then printing some more and the reframing. <laughs> we learned about a lot, uh, you know, along the way about printing and framing that we didn't know. Like, like um, there's some pitfalls you. Well, yes. Um, there were some, there were some, some pitfalls. I mean, some of the thing is, you know, and, and this is what you find, like when you take your digital and you start printing it out um, is that things just don't work the same when you print them out. They Give don't look example. the same. They don't feel the same. Um, well, like there was one photo I had of a woman who, um, you know, it was, it was kind of a shadow shot, but she had like these crazy heels on and it was, it did great on Instagram. It was really kind of an eye catching shot. But when you blew it up and you printed it out, it was muddy, you know, mm. and you just, you lost all the, the kind of drama that mm. you had, um, you know, when it was, a smaller shot. So it just didn't work. And we just threw it out. And there were a couple like that. Um, and there was one that I just, I really liked <laughs> for some reason. Um, it just it was a shot that I just liked and I just was holding on to it. And I'm like, no, I want it to be in the show. And like, <laughs> you know, and, and Gary like took it to the, when he took it to the framing shop and they were looking at the pictures and he never liked, it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the woman at the framing shop was like, yeah, I, I really don't, I'm not feeling that shot. <laughs> so we don't pay you to feel. <laughs> and, uh, no, but he was like, he texted me. He's like, she's not feeling it. And I was like, you know what? Just throw it out. I'm, oh. I'm over it. You know? <laughs> and I mean, I looked at it, then I looked at it kind of through their eyes and I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I, I, uh, it's not that great. Mm-hmm. It was some, for some reason, I just really liked it, you know, it, was a barbershop thing and had the scissors and the guy's head was popping around the corner. And I, oh, yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, but he really was, he was too kind of not, I think it was because he was just too muddy and not, there wasn't enough focus on him and it just, the, the scissors were painted on the wall and that just wasn't doing it for other people. So sometimes you just, when you, when you print it out and you look at it, you're just like, yeah, no, it's mm. not, it's not working. But then other times there were other shots that I printed out and I was like, when I looked at it bigger, I was like, oh, yeah, I had no idea that that would work so well printed out that size. You know, like the, in particular, the candid shot, the, the portrait one I'm ta- I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. When it was, I never actually put that on Instagram. Um, and, um, you know, when I looked at it printed out, I was like, damn, you know, like mm-hmm. it just really got, I got her essence. That shot has her essence. And you wouldn't, I think if it was, you were just scrolling past, you would miss that. You know? Right, right, right. So that was a real learning experience. Like things really are different when you print them out. And then we also found there were sizing problems. So um, 
when with the whole aspect ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the aspect ratio stuff. So you know, uh, on Instagram, you just crop you know crop everything to a square. You know, when you're you need to think about when you're hanging something. You know, well, what the dimensions are going to be different. You don't want it to be just square unless there's a reason for it to be square. You know, Mm -hmm. so it was more about trying to be true to the image itself, and then what would happen is. You know, we ha- we were trying to force them into these sizes, these prescribed sizes on the on the site, right? Because we did it through MPix. Oh, okay. MPix, and then they would it would lose when you sh- when you tried to squeeze it into a certain size, it would lose some of the shot. And then on top of that, when you tried to mat it, you would lose more. Mm. So what we ended up doing was printing them out like like large the whole thing on a giant sheet of paper. And then taking it in to get it framed um, true to size, if you see what I'm saying. Okay, and then cut cut it down at that point. And then cut it, and then cut the mat around that. Got it. Okay. So that you ended up retaining the whole photo, and you didn't cut off pieces, because then mm-hmm. you lose. It's amazing if you just cut off a little piece, you lose the whole mm-hmm. point of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, so you have to, yeah. So you, you learn all that stuff that it's just it's a different thing, and then also. Some of them we, um, and I'm going to forget the term for this now. Um, shoot, I'm going to forget the term. But we we actually, we didn't just mat it in the usual format where it's, you know, all the same dimensions all around in the matting. We sometimes made the matting longer on the bottom. Oh, I see. Because it gave it, yeah, it just gave it a different feel. And it just felt right for some photos to do that. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to all be the same. You know, you want to have them each photo kind of needs its own feel, you know? Okay, okay. Interesting. All the stuff that you don't think about. Yeah, <laughs> You think I'm yeah. going to print them out and frame them, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of obsessing about things like that and then running back and getting it printed out again and taking it back to the store and driving the people at the framing store crazy, you know? <laughs> No one again, not you again. You know. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, this is fascinating. So you learned a lot about printing, and what are you shooting from? What are you shooting on? Well, it's I shoot um, on different cameras. So I, I sh- sometimes it's on my DSLR, okay, um, on my Nikon, but other times it's on my um, Sony CyberShot. If I'm, a lot of times for street. If I'm trying to like get a scene real quick, I just use my point and shoot because I don't have time to really set up the scene. So okay. it's a mix of both those two. Okay, okay. All right, very good. I don't really shoot on iPhone because um, it just, it just, I lose too much pixelation, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then, and then um, but even still with that, because sometimes because of post processing, um, it would, be it would have shrunk down too much for it to reproduce you know it'd be like because like 70 dpi is not going to work right so i believe that the the term that i was trying to think of is bottom weighting on when you're um when you're framing and you kind of you have the more space on the bottom than bottom uh, weighting. The okay yeah okay i didn't know so that one. Okay. Them, yeah so some of some of them we bottom weighted because it just just looked better Good, got it, got it. Now, um, how did you support the the whole show once you had it going? I, I, you had a pretty 
you know, when I went to the your the, the your, I guess opening night, pretty good turnout. Um, yeah, it was. Um, and again, uh, Gary was really helpful there. But we, um, what did we do? We just we um, we kind of put out the word mainly on Facebook. You know, we created an event and then mm-hmm. invited just a whole lot of people, and of course. Uh, a lot of people, especially from the photography community, um, and we were, you know, we were lucky because we got a shout out from um, from DC Focused. Mm-hmm. So uh, Joe Newman did an interview with me to mm-hmm. kind of promote the week that it hung and um, opened, and we also we made cards, you know, postcards and. Um, we distributed those at the exposed DC show that was the week before. Oh, good. Um, yeah. And brought them to the event and, uh, what else did we, well, we got a shout out from exposed DC too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, it was, um, so you worked the network some, in the city. Eh? Yeah. worked the network basically. Um, and, and that really, that was really helpful. And it was just, it was really rewarding to see so much people, so many people come. Good. Good. To the show, um, it's kind of a small, small space, but yeah, but it, but it yeah. worked, right? Um, what, what, it did. What, what were you hoping to get out of the show? Was it is um, recognition, exposure, money? What, what was the ultimate goal there? Um, definitely not money. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that's not. Meaning you're not, not really, interested in money, or it didn't make before you were selling. I don't know. It's it's not that I'm not interested in it. It's just that I guess I never um, got into this to to make money off it. Um, okay. You know, it, I mean, that was part of what I I did. We did talk about pricing them with Kenzo because you know he that's part of his motivation, I suppose, is that he you know, he gets a cut mm-hmm. and he doesn't sell. And one of them did. <laughs> Yay! Oh, good. Um, but. Um, you know, so there is there there is that as a motivation, but really, I guess I think it's more just uh, just the, the experience of of putting it out there for people to share it and you know get some recognition about what I've been doing with H Street and uh, kind of mm-hmm. taking it beyond Instagram. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, I think that's really more the more the motivation than anything else, and it was just it it really was. Um, it really just has been a really rewarding experience, and I'm just I'm really glad we did it, you know. And I feel like I just I I expanded. It was a way to really expand and grow as a photographer. How, how um, so? Explain that one. How did you grow as a result of this? Um, because well, it, kind of for the reasons that I was talking about before. You know, it it takes it out of the little small screen and makes you think about really it, it just makes you think differently about the images that you're producing and and about what what the viewer is seeing mm-hmm. because it, you know when you kind of blow it up and step back you see more things you see more things you could you did right you see more things that you didn't do right mm-hmm. um and kind of I, I don't know i think it makes you more maybe selective about what you and and what elements you want to put out. I mean, that's part of the process anyway, but it just pushes you a little bit more. And then you get that feedback. I think that, that one of the really important things is the cross-section of feedback that you get 
from uh, people who wouldn't normally see what you're putting out there. Right. You know, and and so you get, which is really what you need, because otherwise you're just always um, preaching to the choir. In your own you know? echo chamber, right. Yeah, exactly. Got it. So, um, so, yeah, I think I think really that was, you know, and people see what you're doing, and then they talk to you about what they're doing, and I met a lot of new photographers mm-hmm. through this experience, and introduced to what they do and, and they shared, you know, some of what, what their approaches are. And, you know, so it, it was just, it was kind of like a, it ended up being kind of a community experience, you know? Mm. And, um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think, and I think that's really what it kind of was about for me was getting out of my little, my little rut in a way and just, and kind of, joining a, a bigger conversation, you know, that's going mm-hmm. on in, in mm-hmm. the DC photography community. Yeah. If you had to do it again, what would you do differently? Well, um, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think, I mean, one of the, this, this is more of a, I'm going to say next is like a, maybe a minutia thing, but, um, you do have to kind of factor in time to to do the actual hanging and think about where you're going to put what. Mm. And, um, I mean, you have to do quite a bit of measuring and, and mm-hmm. layout, you know. And that part of it for us is really rushed because um, we had like an hour to do it uh, before the shop opened. Oh, and, I see. Uh, okay. And we only, you know, by the time we... Had done the measuring. Well, we had to move the the pictures that were already there, and then we were measuring and you know so forth. And by the time we did that, we, we hadn't barely even started hanging one picture by the time people started coming in. Oh. So we were literally climbing all over people trying to hang the photos. Conversation while, pieces, yeah. While, while measuring, you know, <laughs> um, and you know they were just trying to have their cup of coffee in peace, and they were just like, "What the hell is going on?" You know. So, <laughs> Uh, you know, if you if you're gonna do it in a in a shop like that, I mean, if it's just in a gallery, it'd be a different thing. But you know, trying to negotiate uh, a real chunk of time to really do the hanging would be uh, something worth doing. Yeah. <laughs> How many pieces did just, you hang? You know. How many pieces did you have in your show? Uh, sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. that could take. A and so that's time. not much a ton of pieces, but my God, I mean, you'd be surprised how long it took. To try, you know, because you, you can't just hang them randomly. No, I can. I, I would imagine there's some thought that has to go into <laughs> but, that. You know, but like if you were doing it um, in an art setting, I think that that would be more readily understood by the people in charge of the space, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would build that in, but that wasn't the case with us. So we'd probably yeah. have to kind of fight for it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that would be, uh, what else would I say? Um yeah, I mean, probably, you know, trying to probably, we kind of put it up in a kind of a hurry. I think, you know, the more that you can plan it out and and do promotion ahead of time, the more worthwhile it probably is. Um, and so that would probably be another piece of advice. Um, and then I think, I mean, just generally, uh, I think 
having a theme, mm-hmm. having a story or theme to to your show is is key as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had the H Street thing, but you can always hone it down more. And and I think the more that you do that, the more effective it is. Because mm-hmm. then people really take something away from the show. They really, you know, they want it. They want to know. They want to so what, you know. Right. Right. Um, so that's another thing, like really trying to, to get that theme, um, nailed down as much as you can, you know, with what you're, what you're putting together, what the pieces that you're putting into the show. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fascinating. Anything else you want to share with us? Um, I I don't think so. I think that kind of covers it. You know, um, it was, like I said, it was just, it was a great experience and, um, I really, I would love to see other people doing the same kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. in our, in our community. Cause, mm-hmm. um, because it was, because it's such a, I don't know, it just pays off. It's a great adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Hopefully you'll inspire some more people to, to get out there and shoot even with your show. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like when are you going to hang a show? <laughs> this is the <laughs> second time today I've had to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm being well. I'm being more inspired now. Let's put it that way. So it's hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Would be. I, I would I, you know, I, was, I just finished the interview this morning with Steve on the same topic, and of course, he ans- he asked the same question. And it's funny because I yeah. I had been looking for a place to hang a show for the whole meetup. Because I always thought it'd be great to curate a show from our meetup and then hang that, and I never really thought yeah. about doing my own. So I, you know, I've looked at a number of places and you know started that conversation, but it was never about doing my own show except for Artomatic. That's the closest I've come to okay. doing something like that. Is like going to Artomatic and you know you know buying a wall and then doing something there just for it. Feel, it just felt you know so self indulgent. Yeah. I feel like I, I should be trying to hang someone else's work. Sort of like Gary did for you. No, it's not self-indulgent. I, well, no, I, I know that it's not, but <laughs> as you said, without someone kicking me there, I probably would, you know, not get there. Sort of. That's why your 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 opening story really resonated with me because I thought to myself, I would never do this on my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would never yeah, I mean, this. I guess if you're gonna do the. I mean, if you're doing a gallery, I, you know, honestly, I don't know what the gallery, the the, the gallery scene is. But hanging it in a business, you know, I think if it's if it somehow ties to um, to the business, you know, yeah, um, then you're much more likely to get in there. You know, right? Exactly. Exactly. All righty. Well, thank you so much for your time, and congrats again. Your show is done now, right? Is it, is is it still up or? It's up. It's it's up through um, June. Through June, okay. Yep. All right. Very good. Thank you so much, Bridget. Thanks a lot, Richard. Bye bye. Bye. Hi, this is Lynn. If your pictures aren't turning out the way you want, an easy solution might be just around the corner. Now, I taught thousands of photographers doing my popular photo tours around Washington, D.C., New Orleans, and New York City. And doing more than 600 workshops, I noticed there were 12 mistakes most photographers were making with their images. Now, 
If you want to know what they are and how you might measure up, you can check this Dirty Dozen list and see what's keeping you from taking your best pictures, creating your meaningful art, and making your ultimate impact. Go to 12photomistakes.com. There I have a free ebook and a free audiobook for those of us who prefer listening rather than reading. And you can download both and listen to them or read the 12 mistakes and see where you might be measuring up. That's 12photomistakes.com to see how you are doing and how you're measuring up against 12 of the most common mistakes photographers make. Go get it now. Well, thanks again for joining this episode of the Shutterbug Life podcast. And I hope you found that interview with Bridget Murray Law to be helpful. I I think she just had a great story. And uh, there were so many things that you could pull out of there that would be helpful for you if you were thinking about doing your own show. Of course, this is part of a series, if you will, two different episodes. Last week, of course, we talked with Steve Rosenbach about his experience experiences getting his photography in a number of different places. So if you haven't yet, go on back to episode 64 and take a listen to that one. Now, on this episode, episode 65, I will also have a bonus interview and just a, a short interview And it's with Corey Woods of Tag Galleries. And several years ago, I did, I interviewed Corey during a webinar. You know, I used to do a monthly webinar series. And Corey was one of my guests. He talked a lot about, you know, how you get your stuff into a gallery, how you prepare it. And there was a section that he talked about on marketing your photography if you wanted to get it hung in a local business or gallery or something like that. So, I pulled that section out for you, and you can listen to that as I thought it would it would complement this series very well. Um, if you listen on iTunes, it, it will follow as the next download as a bonus episode. And if you listen on the website, of course, it is on the show notes for episode 65, um, right below the main interview. You should see the, the shorter bonus interview with Corey Woods from Tag Galleries. Um, anyway, and, and don't try go looking for Tag. I don't think they're in they're in business anymore, but still a lot of good info from, from Corey that I wanted to pass on to you. Well, that ends another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being a part of the Shutterbug Life community. We're all learning how to be better photographers. And I, I like this lifestyle approach. We just look at just about everything You need to be, do, or have to reach your true potential. So thanks again for being a part. And if you enjoy what we do, I'm going to ask you to share it with a friend. You know, let someone else know. If you know any other photographers who are either starting out or or enthusiasts who, you know, want to learn how to be better photographers, then, then share this podcast with them and they can listen along as we cover just a wide variety of things that they would need to know to be better photographers. And if this is your first time listening, 
I'm going to invite you to subscribe and make sure that you follow along with this every week. Subscribing is as simple as going to shutterbuglife.com forward slash subscribe and entering your name and email. And whenever there is another episode, then I'll be sure to to let you know so that you can listen along with us. If you listen to your podcasts on iTunes, just go to itunes.shutterbuglife.com. That'll take you to the page you need to use to um, subscribe and follow along there. And of course, you know the drill. If you listen to podcasts on iTunes, we all love to get reviews. So um, you know, to let everyone know what you like about the podcast in one of the reviews. If you are not listening on iTunes, then I think you can find, well, yes, you can still find us still over on Stitcher and, uh, and, and subscribe there as well. So all the different places you can follow along. If you want to follow, join the community online, we have a Facebook group. Just go to fb.shutterbug.com life.com and come on in and share your images and your insights and the things you've learned along the way. So we'd love to to share with you and see what you create there. And then of course we have two meetups if you want to if you are on the East Coast and you want to come out and shoot and share with us. We are in Washington DC in New York City. We've got two meetups and and, and one in each city and you can join and share and, and shoot with us. And we, you know, we're a bunch of friendly photographers and we'd love to have you um, come along. And if you want to join me on a weekend workshop, I, I'm going to New Orleans in October, October 6th through 9. If you go to phototourneworleans.com, you'll find more information about that, some videos with images from our last uh, uh, from our last trip. It is just uh, it's just a blast. New Orleans is so much fun to shoot, and we always have a great time, and we learn an awful lot. So go check that out, and uh, there's still time for you to get in on this October trip. All right, thanks so much for again for listening. This is the Shutterbug Live podcast, episode 65. You can just search for it on the show notes or anywhere on just go to shutterbuglife.com and forward slash search or or anywhere you see a search bar and just put in 065. That ought to take you right there, right? Thank you so much. Wherever you go this week, whatever you're shooting, enjoy your Shutterbug life. Take care. <laughs>